When our best fur friends leave our world, many of us are left wanting one last scritch, one last hug, one last walk together. One Last Network is a space for pet guardians to honor their pets in their senior years and to cope with the days leading up to and after their passing. Here's your host, Angela Schneider, founder of One Last Network and Big White Dog Photography in Spokane, Washington. Hi, and welcome back to One Last Network. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm interviewing Jessica Wasik, the top dog at Bark and Gold Photography in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where she celebrates the joy and love between Pittsburgh pets and their people. Jess had a moment a few years ago when her head of shed, Hunter, turned 10. We dig into that and how our lives might change as our dogs grow older. We slow down with them, and we want to. Because who wants to miss a single moment when there are fewer days ahead of us than behind us? We also chat about photos, of course, and why we shouldn't just take all the photos we possibly can of our best fur friends, but also get professional photos done with them. Have a listen. Good morning, Jess. How are you today? Good morning. I'm wonderful. How are you? I am well. Thank (laughs) you. Why don't we get started by having you tell us a little about yourself? Oh, gosh. Where to begin? Um... I am in photography entirely thanks to Hunter, who is my head of shed around here. Um, I have had him 13 years. I got him right before I was married and he became an instant subject for me to photograph. And, you know, as I got a little better with it, my husband ended up getting me a camera. And of course, I just fell in love with just photographing him doing all his cute little daily activities, sleeping, playing all the little details of him. And I started sharing them um, on Instagram a lot. And someone that we both know who is Heather Lawton had commented that um, Hunter was so handsome and that I should be a pet photographer. And I had never in my entire life considered that. I just enjoyed it. Um, And I said, yeah, I think maybe I can do this. So I started mentoring with her and that just launched the business a little over five years ago. Wow. Did you have one of those moments where it was like pet photography? People make money doing that? Um, no, I just like knew I loved pets. I just loved Hunter. And I knew there were other people that loved their dogs as much as I did. Like there has to be, they have to be out there. Um, and I never wanted to do weddings or seniors or kids. I just loved my dog. And from the beginning, that was all I wanted to do. Cool. Um, and so what do you think when you look back at those pictures that you took five years ago? <laughs> they were so bad. I believe that one that Heather commented on was like sepia toned and it was like soft focus. He's on the couch, the lighting is absolute garbage, but his expression was there. And I think sometimes that's even when we take our snapshots on our phone, they're not the most technically beautiful images, but they mean something so much to us that you can look past that. But looking back, oh my gosh, they were trash. <laughs> So what, what makes it important to you, though, to make sure other people have those kinds of pictures that you have of Hunter? I hear it all the time that they have photos that they've taken, but they're not good. And I think while those images that we can take every day are important, it's nice to have ones that are of good quality because those are going to be the ones that we're going to display and that we're going to see every day. And it's going to remind us of that special day with our pet that maybe, you know, 
we don't get the shot of them running with the ball in your yard, but when we go to a park and you see how much they light up, just doing something that's a little different novel, that's what I think people want. They want something that makes their ordinary look extraordinary. And what does it mean to you to have a complete story in images of your own dog from, from puppy phase to, to senior? Because Hunter's 13 now, right? He just turned 13 in May and gosh, we've been through so much together. Like I look back, oh my gosh, like all the crazy things that we started with. Like he has had the most wild adventures from a puppy and I've seen him mature and grow up and I've grown up along with him. I got him right before we got married. And so, you know, we're both such a part of each other's lives that I can't imagine not having something to look back. If something was ever to happen to those photos, I would be lost. I have memories, but there are some things I see in pictures and I'm like, oh my goodness, I forgot that he did that. I forgot about that day. And it just, it brings you back. It kind of ties that whole relationship back together that you don't always remember, but those photos do reconnect that. Do you have as many pictures of your husband? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I occasionally have some of him with Hunter, but no. Our wedding photos is about the most I've had in one uh, cohesive story of him. What is husband's name? Mike. Mike. <laughs> is Mike as attached to Hunter as you are? Yes, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he views him more dog-like than I do. I definitely feel like Hunter has a human soul and a dog body. Like, there's just something about him that I look at some dogs and I say, that's, that's a dog. Acts like a dog is a dog. I look at Hunter and he is just so soulful. Like there's just something in him that I feel goes deeper than what most dogs behave like. Let's dig a little deeper into that. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) What do you see when you look in his eyes? Uh, and he must've heard you. He just looked up at me. Um, (laughs) he's so beautiful. There's so much compassion. There's so much empathy. There's loyalty, um, humor. Of course, he's the funniest dog I've ever met in my life. Um, I feel like he just gets me. He just relates to me on a whole different level. Yeah. Um, and so you had a moment when he turned 10. Yes. What was that like? Um, I was great up until that day of his birthday and you hear all these stories of, you know, they're officially a senior, then they're geriatric and you see dogs at even six and seven starting to slow down and we've been so lucky. But when I saw 10, there's double digits. It's like, how many years are left? Is it two? Is it four? Is it 10? And that freaked me out. And then we got to 11 and 12 and I was great. And we hit 13 this year. And that teenage number feels so big and old. I just want many more 13 years. Mm-hmm. Do you see changes in him, especially in the last couple of years? Not particularly um, health-wise. He's a little more nappy. He naps a lot more. Um, he's a lot more clingy. He doesn't like his storms. Um, maybe leaving is a little bit challenging. So he always wants to be with me or his grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, but health-wise, he's been great. Like we have had very minor health issues. And I'm so thankful for that. I still say he's a lot of a puppy. He really is. So how, um, it's, well, this is where it starts to get really tough. Um, how are you preparing for what is inevitable? (sighs) I try not to think about it. 
some days though it will hit me. I'll just look at him and I'm like, what am I going to do when he's not here at my feet? He's at my feet every day and I'm tripping over him and I'm, you know, I call him Hunter Underfoot, but I'm going to miss that. And I'm going to miss the hair and the mess. So I, I try not to think too far into the future, but I'm taking a lot more photos and a lot more videos. So just silly things that we're doing every day. Try to slow the day down a little bit. Yes. And I'm a workaholic. I love to work, but I've been making it more of an intention to take a day off and just spend it with him. We've done little day trips here and there. We hike more, we walk more, um, just doing things that he likes. I know he likes to be near me, but he doesn't always like to be near me um, in my office. If you could tell people, if you could stop people on the street and say, you should get pictures done of your dog and they, you know, just kind of be like, what, how would you respond to that? A lot of people act like that, um, especially when their dogs are getting older. Um, they may not look how they want to remember. They may have the lumps and bumps and the missing patches of fur. Um, even people who do schedule, I think still have a hesitation, but that's what you're going to want to remember because once they're gone, you don't get that opportunity. Like that is it. So step aside from what is, I think what holds most people back that judgment and just take the pictures. Like you're going to love them. It doesn't matter how they look. It doesn't matter how you look. It's not about you in that sense. It's not about them and how they look or feel, but it's having that memory. Like you don't get these days back. And when we all get the, we all get the messages from our clients that say, you know, um, we had to put chief down or, or, you know, um, Bam died in his sleep or, you know, the, the inevitable, we all stay in touch with those clients. What, what are those moments like for you? That is every reason why I do this. The puppies are great. The, you know, midway through life photos are fun, but the seniors are my favorite because I know how much it means to them. Like just getting that short little email is as sad as it feels. Um, there's an appreciation that you don't get from other types of sessions. And just knowing that what you gave them is such an incredible gift. Like there's nobody else that could give that person what you did. When you get a client who is, who has, um, you know, let you know that, that, um, you know, it's, it's a rainbow session, a legacy session, whatever anybody calls it. Um, how do you, how do you handle those sessions and, and, um, um, you, you know, like it, it's different than doing a puppy session or a, or a midlife session kind of thing. Yeah. There's a, a sensitivity to it. I think you can't go into it feeling so excited in the same sense that you would say, I'm so happy to welcome your new puppy home. And, um, there has to be a little bit more. Uh, awareness of how to handle it. So they get priority scheduling. I will move mountains to get those people in um, because there's nothing worse than them missing that window. And I've had that happen uh, a few times and it's, it's an awful feeling. And sometimes even despite everything we're doing, it just doesn't work. The dog's not up for it. Um, so there's a timing that we give to that. The sessions are much slower paced. They're set to that dog's um, help that day. So if they need to go a little bit slower, if we don't want to walk as far, uh, just doing things that they enjoy and making it the most low pressure 
as fun as it can be given the circumstance type of situation um, and giving people time to connect with them like on a more candid level. So I'm often snapping in between. So we'll do some pose shots, but the ones that I see connect with most people are the ones that they didn't realize I took at that time. They may have leaned in, they may have given them a kiss or a hug or just pet them and just capturing that without them knowing when I get to show that to them and they had no clue it was coming. That one is usually the one that sets the tears off, but um, it makes me feel really good. It's pretty amazing what people show us when they're not trying to, right? Yes. And I think animals give us that freedom to like let that guard down. They're not trying to look good and pose and they're just connecting. They're just sharing love and it's the best feeling. Just you can see it them light up. They don't even have to look happy, but there's a sparkle that pops into that image. When a when a client and their dog connect eyes, it's it's kind of a special moment, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even there. And I like that. I love that natural, just genuine connection. Cool. Um, and so how do you take care of yourself? Because that's a lot to carry. It is. I, I view it as a job because that's what I'm doing. I have to do my job and I have to be in a mental state that I can perform to what they're expecting. Um, even if they have no expectations, they're still a mission that I have to do and it's get good images that reflect their relationship and that dog. So I can get through the session. Well, I come home. I'm usually with Hunter. I just have to cuddle with him and give him pets. And sometimes that bothers me a little bit because I almost feel overly fortunate that I still have him and that things are going well. Whereas the people I was just with don't have that pleasure. So that's a little bit tough. Um, I'm good editing. I'm okay delivering. And then when I drop off their products, if the dog is still there, often that's when it's a little bit, it's hard because I don't know if I'm saying goodbye as in see you next time, or this is the last time I'll ever see them. Mm -hmm. And so I feel a little bit sad during those times. And you said when you get home, you know, you, you run right to Hunter and, and, I, I often say that Bella carries the weight of her world and mine. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. They're incredible comforts in, in our time of need, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And sometimes I feel like he looks at me and I'm kind of just extra lovey and he's thinking, what's wrong with me, mom? I'm fine. I'm right here. But for how long? Yeah. And that's really the, um, that's really the nut of it, isn't it? That our time with them is far too short than we often want or need it to be. Right. Definitely. Cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Jess? Oh, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> I would just tell everybody not to wait, just get the pictures. It doesn't matter what you're feeling in that moment. Get the pictures. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jess. You're welcome. Thank you. Don't you just love how in love Jess is with Hunter? I mean, I can hear her smile when she talks about him. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably the same type of person who looks into her pet's eyes and sees something special. I know I sure do. In fact, I just wrote a blog post on onelastnetwork.com about my sacred bear. Go check it out while you're waiting for the next episode.
And speaking of which, next week, Jess interviews Darla Poolbrescia of Grey Paws Sanctuary. Grey Paws is a nonprofit senior dog sanctuary that Darla and her husband, Joe, founded in 2014. They welcome unwanted and abandoned senior dogs who would otherwise be euthanized due to age or care costs. I also want to mention that November is National Senior Pet Month. Thanks to veterinary medicine and research, our pets are living longer and healthier lives. But we do have to watch for those signs of aging and maybe take some slower steps with our sweet seniors. Bella turns nine in March, and while that's still late middle age for a livestock guardian dog, we've started her on geriatric care with Pet Vet here in Spokane Valley, and we've trimmed our hikes from eight to nine miles down to five or six. <laughs> because you know, I'm not getting any younger either. I'm Angela Schneider, owner of Big White Dog Photography in Spokane, Washington, and your host at One Last Network, signing off to go get some Bella Snuggles. Listen to One Last Network on whichever podcast platform you prefer. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. Don't forget to hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have a friend who might be interested in our content, make sure you share us with them. Thanks for listening. <laughs>